happy birthday. Thank you. Oh my gosh, yes. This is like the perfect way to celebrate a birthday, isn't it? I, I would say so. You are listening to Come As You Are, the podcast. My name is Tyler, and I am joined by my two friends, Amanda and Stephanie. Together, we are a trio of coaches coming together to explore life's big topics. We love holding space for each other to have deep conversations and explore the bigger picture of life. As coaches, we are constantly asking questions and reflecting on the meaning of life. And this podcast is an extension of those conversations. Each episode, we hold true to our name, Come As You Are, by showing up and just hitting record. Whatever we bring to the table that week is what we focus on. No scripts, no planning, just real and raw conversations. Our mission is to create a space where vulnerability and authenticity take center stage. And we believe in the power of deep conversations and soulful connections. So welcome to the show. We are happy that you are here. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's conversation. So I how have, do you feel? Uh, I mean, it's, it's 30. That's, you know, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a big, you know, milestone birthday because you don't get milestone birthdays like after 21 at least in the like in the states like that's the big one here in the states because that's like the legal drinking age and like you're finally able to do all the the bad things you know and so I was like wow the next big birthday will be 30 and then from there it's like 40 and then it's every decade becomes like the the milestone and it was so interesting my grandma on my birthday card she said she said three decades down seven to go and i was like whoa that really puts things into perspective because i think we so often think of 30 as being like the end of life I, i don't know if that's just me or like how media presents things but it's like you turn 30 and it's like your life is over like you're out of your 20s you're no longer able to have fun and everything becomes like super serious and i was like if i really think about it thinking like if we really think about living to 100 which in my mind i can't even like compute that honestly but if we really think about living to 100 30 is only 30% away, you know, 30%. And, you know, I think there's all this, there's just so much pressure. And I've been really reflective this week because I've been looking back on the decade. And I think there's just an immense amount of pressure in your 20s to have things figured out, to have life mastered, to have like the perfect career, to have the house with the white picket fence and the dog and the kids and the minivan and all of these things, you know, they tell you, these are all the things that you have to accomplish in your twenties. And it's no wonder why for 20 year olds, 20 somethings, there's so much pressure and so much stress and so much worry. Y'all, you're only 20% of the way, you know? And I I just, I my grandma's card really, just her writing that, I went, wow, seven decades to go. You know, again, if we all live to 100, I'm not saying that we're going to live to 100, but if we think that way, it really shifts the perspective. I'm only 30% of the way. And so it like, as I was reflecting back, I went, you know, I didn't buy a house in my 20s. I, I actually don't know how too many people who are buying houses in their 20s anymore because of the way our world is right now. You know, I didn't get married in my 20s. I didn't have a kid, you know, none of that. Like, I didn't buy the minivan. I have friends who did that. That's phenomenal. Congratulations to them. But I was like, I like 
released all the pressure and I just went, you know what? I'm 30% of the way through this journey. And I said, I have so much time to still do all of the things, you know? And so it was really like a beautiful, it was just one little line, but it really shifted things for me. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like turning 30 is not the end of the li- your life. It's not, you don't have to have everything mastered. And if you don't have it figured out, then somehow you failed. No, it's just one more decade, one more year, you know, nothing really changes. And so that's how I've been feeling. I very reflective, but also very proud of the progress and proud of the transformations that have happened over the last 10 years. And also recognizing that I still have a lot of life left to live. And like, I just feel really good today. So. Well, we are celebrating you, Tyler. Oh my goodness. And Oh, I totally get this because I, I feel the same with my birthday with this, like just reflecting on where I've been, where I want to go. And I think sometimes I call this like when we like should on ourselves, you know, we do this, right. We should all over ourselves. It's like, well, I should, and I should, and I should, and I should, well, says who, (laughs) And I kept hearing as you were sharing, it was like, oh, well, they say. And my question is always, well, who are they anyway? Like, who are they actually? Like, I some I actually sometimes sit and I try and figure this out. Who are they? Who was the they that decided that this was going to be what it should be for everyone? And I, I don't know. I am always amazed when my son reflects back to me certain things. And that's a lot of the time what he'll say when, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, someone will say we have to do X, Y, and Z. And he's always like, do we? Like, who says? Who actually says that we have to do something? And even if there is this, like, whoever they are, (laughs) this, like, you know, whatever it is, but actually what we make that mean, right? Like what we make those they statements mean, that's the difference between, I think, maybe this idea that we just follow along in what we think we're supposed to do, right? Like all these things, checking all the boxes of your 20s. Like like you said, I don't think that those things really even exist in my world anyways, in my perspective, that they exist anymore. Like the buying the house or even just looking at, you know, the there's people having kids before they're married. Like that's like, Ooh, you know, so many things are shifting and changing and I celebrate that. So not only celebrating you and your birthday, I hope you're having the happiest of birthdays, but also that like just celebrating life and your grandma. I love your grandma. I hope one day we get to like bring her in here. (laughs) or something. I'm like, I need to meet your grandma. <laughs> she sounds amazing. <laughs> we, we should do, we could do a Mimi episode one day. She would, Can we? that, that would go, that would go viral. I, I just, I've always like the Mimi podcast would be sensational. She just will tell you as it is, no filters, talk about unscripted, real and raw. That is my grandma. Okay, you tell her, okay? We'll <laughs> book her, we'll book her in. in. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I thought that from what you both shared, that there's so much that goes into these shoulds, like Amanda said, that so much of what leads us to assume that we should do this or we should do that. I think there's so many aspects. Life is so complex in that way. And one of the things that I thought of was that 
direction is more important than speed. So when you're in your 20s and you think you should do all those things, right? Then you probably haven't really figured out what you actually want. Like there's a difference between following the shoulds because that's probably not what you really want or figuring out what you want and then going there. And that path usually takes a lot longer <laughs> and it's harder but then at the end it's it's there's so much more rewards in that mm. because then you you live the life you really want what you are meant to do you know as you were talking about all those things in the beginning Tyler of like what people should be doing like you know the house with the picket fence dogs the kids I was like okay let's let's do the checklist <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even in my 20s anymore so I have not uh I, I can't even check it off but I have a dog <laughs> yay I've done that and I mean I don't have a picket fence I have a balcony I could I could paint that white and then I have the picket fence <laughs> you know I think it's so important to add in some fun to those kinds of things and to have those conversations for other people also to have the awareness and to maybe show that, you know what, you can do whatever you want and to spread a little bit of inspiration that we get sucked. And I mean, we, even us here, we get sucked into those kinds of messaging, right? Like we have family and friends and, and all the people around us. They sometimes also, mm, I don't know, say those things and they don't even mean it or they don't even like know what they're, they're saying there. Um, right. Like I remember, Mm, on my 30th birthday actually this was um my my grandpa like his, his basically his only comment was like um so when you don't want to get married yet <laughs> like he couldn't comprehend the fact that as a 30 year old woman because I keep saying this at like you know family events I'm super happy to not be married and they're like they can't understand that right and then so I'm just trying to reiterate that all the time that everyone's um, path of happiness and not to happiness but of happiness right that you can enjoy the journey whether you're in your 20s or your 60s and you can have all those little wonderful moments of happiness and you should be the one you should be the leader of your life and you should make those decisions because only you know what makes you happy and I think that's where where a lot of trouble gets you know comes in because people don't even know and so I think it's a it's a very hard but also super rewarding journey to go on that journey to find out okay what actually makes me happy and then the other big aspect I think comes in that I thought of was this idea that people you know when they're like in the beginning of their 20s you think that life is over when you're 30 and then when you hit 30 you think life is over when you're 40 and so on right so you're always like you're, you're resisting to age and that's because in our society, kind of the young, you know, MTV lifestyle, pop culture lifestyle, that this is the most desirable state to be in when you're young and the world's your oyster. And that when you're like 50 and you're getting some wrinkles and, you know, that this is not the, the, the ultimate, right? And I mean, I think we, the three of us, we can all attest to the fact that that's super not true because... I would argue that none of us want to go back to when we were where we were when we were 22 <laughs> because you know we've grown so much since then and super grateful for all the lessons on the way and I mean if I had the mindset I have now and go back to 22 sure you know I mean I'm up for it but having the mindset of me like 10 years ago no thank you <laughs> thank you very much um I think that's that's also such an interesting aspect that our society just just sees these like young this younger age as the most desirable state and then basically you spend the rest of your life when you're like 30 40 50 just trying to retain that state you know looking young hanging with younger people or you know that kind of stuff to to just like not face the fact that you are getting older but I would argue that you add a lot more fun to your life and happiness when you are actually getting older because you're figuring out so many things about yourself about other people about the world so yeah i will, I will leave it at that for now wow 
there's so much <laughs> you're just like i'll leave it at that and again here we go just blowing up all the things because that's what we do here on the show stephanie as you were talking about the path and i've always i've always compared life i've always said i've always said there's the conveyor belt life which is everybody gets on it the minute they're born you know and we go through you know we're born we get into pre-k we go into kindergarten we go into grade school we go into you know middle school high school we go we're you know we're put on this like conveyor belt that has already kind of been determined by our systems our structure you know how society exists and we go through for many of us we go through life on the conveyor belt we never question it we never ask ourselves what would happen if we stepped off the conveyor belt and i think that's what stephanie was describing was you know when you go through life and you're just checking the boxes you're riding the conveyor belt. You're going through and just doing everything that you've been told to do because that's how it's always been done. You've never questioned anything for yourself. And for me, I was on that conveyor belt. And I and I remember the day that I abruptly, sorry, come as you are. My, my dogs are going to bark. That is what it is. Um, my sister just walked in, so they're barking at the door. Anyway, I remember the day I got thrown off that conveyor belt. I was, I had just graduated high school. I was going into college. I was determined that my heart was set on going to the University of Evansville in Indiana for stage management. I was going to be a theater kid. I was going to go do the theater tra track. I had my life planned out at 17. I knew I was going to go to school for four years. I was going to intern. I was going to do a traveling Broadway show. I was going to eventually work my way up and to like a Broadway stage manager in New York City. That was my life. That was my identity. That was who I was. I couldn't afford to go to the University of Evansville. And so abruptly in between senior year and freshman year of college, I got thrown off the conveyor belt because all of a sudden I couldn't afford to keep riding that conveyor belt, you know, and my life stopped. And I remember going, what am I, what am I going to do? Where am I going? Who am I? That's when I first started to question everything. And that was the beginning of me kind of walking my own path. And so now here I am. Today's my birthday. Today I turned 30. Today I closed one chapter and opened another one. And I look back and I go, I am so thankful that I was forced off the conveyor belt. Because at 17, I finally had to ask myself, okay, what is it that Tyler wants to do? And everybody was pushing me. They were like, you got to go here. You know, it's not too late to go over to this college. You can go here. I said, nope. I said, I need some time to really think about this. I ended up going to community college for two years, absolutely hating the whole experience because I I wanted, I was, I was yearning for that like true college experience, you know, living in the dorm and going to the parties and being on campus and and, you know, I just remember I started my 20s off by transferring to the University of Texas in Austin. And I think I shared this, but like right before that happened, my best friend died in a car accident. And so my 20s were really kicked off by the loss of one of my very best friends. And then this massive life transition into, into university life at UT 52,000 undergrads, massive classrooms. It was crazy, you know, but the entire path, I was making the decisions. I was calling the shots. 
And to look back on that and know that even at 20, 21, 22, even though I was stupid and I made some poor decisions back then, they were my decisions. They weren't, they weren't somebody else's. They weren't because I listened to my parents or listened to my grandparents or, you know, outside influences. I did what I wanted to do through my twenties. And that is my proudest, like, accomplishment was that my entire 20s were written by me not by the outside influences and it's incredible to think that because there are so many people who just go through life and now I'm working with clients who are in their like 50s and 60s who you know finally got off the conveyor belt and they're like wait I've just been like going through the motions of life not really questioning anything and they're, you know, towards the end of their journey, you know, well, I would say maybe midpoint of their journey. And they're like, wait, I wasted so much of my life just adhering to society expectations. And this is why I'm so passionate about individuality. And this is why I'm so passionate about helping people kind of write their own paths, because to me, it's the key that unlocks happiness. I've always loved this conveyor belt analogy that you have, Tyler, because I think this is so true, right? And so many of us don't actually realize that we are on this conveyor belt. And it's amazing how we do. We just go through the motions. And I'm one of those people who are like, I'm going to smash the conveyor belt. <laughs> I'm going to put it in reverse. I'm going to like make it like do all these crazy things. Cause like, that's just more fun. It's more creative because that's the type of person that I am. But not everyone is like this, right? Like there's so many people who would just, you know, sit on the conveyor belt and just wait for the next thing to happen. And, oh, ah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't even like it hurts my heart to like my heart breaks for these people to imagine that you know they would be okay with that and for some people I mean maybe this is satisfaction for them however I would maybe go out on a limb but I'm I imagine the limb's probably quite sturdy, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most people, the, you know, conveyor belt, if this is the analogy we're going with, right? Like this idea is not actually ideal, or this is not actually an expression of, for them, a purposeful, meaningful life. And I think maybe i'm curious what you guys think but i want well obviously we know coming coming from the team coach i'm like yeah but so many people you know like we're in school and we don't really take time to actually explore this right like when we're asked about our future when we're asked about what you want like what do you want to do with your life what school are you going to go to what career do you want and at such a young age like i remember I was, I was probably maybe five or six and I have videos of me, of my family members. They thought it was funny. Like the adults, they thought we're going to, they're going to take a video of me and all of my cousins and asking us each what we wanted to be when we grew up. So it was something that like later we could look back on and be like, oh my gosh, you know, what did we say? And now where are we kind of thing? And it's so interesting because watching that and I said I wanted to be a teacher, which made total sense because I love kids. And then just, I mean, I was also five, <laughs> like still from that, even from that moment, I just love being around kids and I just love to teach. So fast forward to today, I'm like, I can kind of see why I am where I am. But we do like in this, especially in school, it's, there isn't this, oh, let's, you know, evaluate or let's reflect on this internal like what is it that what are those things that actually are our values are make us feel like we're we have a purpose in life it's just the academics and though you know not to say that 
yes, academics, I mean, are important. I, I think learning in any kind of way is important. But I think the best or the most important, the most valuable learning that we can ever do is learning about ourselves. And so if we go through so much of our young years in school, almost looking to a textbook or looking to a teacher, looking to someone outside of ourselves for the quote unquote right answer, you know? I think this, my opinion, my perspective, but I think this is a really big, I mean, it's part of the inspiration of why I support teenagers because I think we're missing this. We're missing the mark for our kids to really explore that. So that way they live a meaningful and purposeful life. That is so like, I can't even put into words. I'm like, that is just so, so important. Like, I think there's just too many people who, you know, they're on their last days. And I'm like, um, (laughs) really like getting worked up about this today, but like it it is right. Like there's so many people that they're on their deathbed and what they regret most is not doing the thing, you know, it's not, Oh, I lived a happy Mm -hmm. life. I was totally fulfilled in all that I did. No, it was this, I was just on the conveyor belt and I never stopped to question, oh, hey, what does that red button do? Like, what would happen if I put the conveyor belt in reverse? Like, what would actually happen? And yeah, I just think this is more of the work that we need to be doing. And that's why I love having these conversations, because I think that's really what we get down to, right, is that like discovering what that and it's going to mean something for everybody something different like yes there's going to be certain you know things that are similar in the sense that you know I mean most people want to have be happy right like I'm not going to say I'm I'm my purpose is to be <laughs> miserable or at least I would hope not right so like but what does that happiness mean to you how does that translate into that like from internally, how does that translate into like this external world that we are actually creating for ourselves? Like we do have a choice. We aren't victims to circumstance. We create those things and we have a choice on all of it, all of it. We just aren't conditioned. I'll I'll throw that word in there, right? We're not conditioned to think that we really, yeah, there it is, there it is. <laughs> but we're not. We're taught that, you know, some things just aren't a choice. I believe that everything is a choice. Mm-hmm. And when we say we don't have a choice, that's a choice. <laughs> You've made a choice to not have a choice. It's still a choice. It may not be one that you like or that you want to have or that you're even conscious that you've made it, but it's a choice. Well, I feel like that was like 10 mic drops. (laughs) What else can we add to that? (laughs) My, my, My brain is going like this. You know, it's like, it's like wanting to go in 150 different directions. Why don't you choose one? <laughs> <laughs> I can't choose one. No, it's so... This idea that as humans we have the power of choice very scary sometimes i think because when we recognize that we have the power of choice it then becomes a reflection of ourself you know and so when we recognize that hey this entire time my life 
could be different. I could be experiencing different things had I made other choices or had made the choice to wake up and just choose happiness as like cliche as that sounds. To me, getting off the, I'm going back to the conveyor belt, getting off the conveyor belt is taking full responsibility for your life. It's total ownership. And I think there's something very radical about that. There's something that for many people, they don't want that much control. They don't want that much choice, that much power. And so it's a lot easier to stay on the conveyor belt where you're told to do this, do that. You don't have to think. When you're on the conveyor belt, you don't have to think. You just get to go along and like enjoy the ride and, you know, maybe experience a few things here and there that are fun and exciting. But it's robotic. It's not true, in my opinion, it's not true living. It's not, to me, having total ownership of my life and being able to reflect back and go, okay, I made this choice that resulted in this outcome. And then this choice resulted in that outcome. I take full responsibility for everything that has happened to me, good, bad, somewhere in between, whatever. I take full responsibility for how things have played out, you know? And this is, to me, the most freeing thing that you can experience is total ownership. Because you never then question, well, you know, why why did this happen to me? Or why, you know, you you it it like allows you to escape that victim mentality that I think we so often catch ourselves in because we want to look and be like, oh, poor me, like the world is mean and people are ugly and da 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 da. No, no, that's not true. Okay, the world is not mean. The people are not ugly. It's a perception that you have on others. It's a choice that you're making to see it that way. There's a lot of power in choice. And when people wake up, and I'm going there because Amanda dropped the word conditioning. <laughs> when you wake up and you recognize how much power you have in your own choices and how much control you have in your own life, you totally go against the conditioning of society. And you instantly become the oddball out. <laughs> you instantly become the rebel. You know, and, I, and I've said this before, the three of us, we're all rebels because we choose to live differently than how society tells us, you know, we should, coming back to the shoulds, we should have this, we should have that by now. You know, we, we are totally rebels in that sense that, that we take control of our own lives. We know the power that we have. We know the choices that we can make. We take ownership of all of that. We, it's personal responsibility. And I think when people start to question, when they start to wake up, it completely rocks the foundation of society and how things are controlled. And I'm and I'm saying this, and I'm going to go there because why the hell not? This is our show. We can do that. If you look at what's happening right now in our world, or at least here in the States, like right now, the writers, the Writers Guild of America and the SAG actors, they're striking. And... We're starting to recognize the injustices. I don't even know if, if I said that correctly, but the injustice that's in our world that these writers, these actors experience, you know, and people think, oh, they're actors, they're writers, they get paid millions and millions of dollars. That's like the top 1% of that industry. Okay. The 99%, they don't make, they make pennies. They make, you know, 25 cents on a, off of a royalty. What are they going to do with 25 cents, you know? And there's another strike that could be happening here in the States. And I think maybe around the world, I don't know. But the UPS, the package company, 
their their workers are ready to strike because of pay inequalities and poor labor and all of these kind of things. And we're experiencing, I think, a change in in society. I think people are waking up and recognizing they hold more power than they've ever been told they have. And we're breaking free from the strongholds of society. And it makes me so giddy, makes me so happy. I'm like, I'm like, yes, let's all wake up. Let's rise up against all of the, you know, injustice, the inequality, the poor treatment that we are experiencing, the, the, the pay differences between men and women and all of these kind of things, you know? We as individuals have way more power than we have been told. And I think it's really important to recognize how much power we have and to treat that power with respect. Because there's a lot of people who can take that power and do really bad things. And again, this comes back down to the power of choice. You know, you can choose to use your power. You can choose not to use your power. You can choose to use your power for good. You can choose to use your power for bad. These are all personal choices that we get to make. That's very powerful, y'all. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the journey today is so beautiful of like how everything is flowing and how once again, we're like running a marathon of, of really truly deeply thoughts and um revelations for for ourselves um what you mentioned tyler the power of the individual you know i always think about when i share with other people that i don't eat meat and fish that i say i do this because i know about the harm that is being done to the animals and i know that me not buying meat and fish does make a difference and then usually people say, oh, it, you were just one person, right? <laughs> like that's the usual reaction, right? Because I think we are past this point where people can like actually roll their eyes at you when you say that. Like, I think people know like, okay, that might not be so popular. Okay, let's let her be a vegetarian, right? Like, um, but they're saying like, oh, what difference does that make if you don't eat like one meal, no fish or, or meat? And I'm like, but that's, you know, 365 days, you know, every, that's like every day of the year that adds up. And I think that just goes to show when people react like this, that just reminds me of, oh, that's your perception. You know, this is how you believe, this is how you want to see the world, that you are a small light. And that is true, right? If you, you, you just need to think about the universe for three seconds, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a teeny tiny light. <laughs> if you take it into perspective, but you can also decide to say, no, I am as a human, I am I'm valid. I am my own individual. I get to make my own choices, my own decisions. And what I do matters. That's again, you know, that's your beliefs. That's um, that's what you choose to believe or not believe, right? And so actually I wanna go back to um, Amanda's beautiful rant earlier <laughs> about, you know, looking at young people and how we raise them and how really from like day one, they are being impacted by the things that they're exposed to the people, their words, their beliefs, and going to school and everything they see and absorb every day. They're really like, you know, especially kids, they're like sponges. They just like soak it all up. They don't question much, right? And so by the time they actually are capable of reflecting on themselves consciously, they are already so infused with so much stuff that's not serving them. They're already on, like you said, Tyler, right? They're already on the conveyor belt from like day one because that's just the default of how we function. So here's my question for both of you. I'm just so excited to ask this. Where would we be in like year two or pick any time frame if we 
started to teach our kids to actually believe in themselves from day one. Like every kid that is born like now and forever, where would we be in a year, in two, in 10? What do you think? Well, I have to say that I would be like the happiest person in the whole wide world. <laughs> Amanda would be. You would be jealous. I was gonna say Amanda would be without a job. Yeah, (laughs) that's what she wants, right? Like that's what you're working for, Amanda, to be jobless, basically. Take it. I would take it if that's what it meant. If it meant every young person knew their value, everybody knew their worth, that they just authentically expressed themselves, and we all just accepted each other for who we are. Oh God, like. Gosh, I can't even. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> yeah, it so makes me so happy. Yeah. I, to me, I just I keep coming back to this idea of collective energy, and when we detach from our physical bodies, and we recognize that inside of every single human, again, these are just my beliefs, inside of every single human is just this pure kind of white light energy that's kind of radiating through every person, every living thing in, in the universe right now. If everybody had that level of confidence if kids knew how beautiful their light was that they are not just a body this is coming back to like my own body insecurity issues that i struggled with for so many years if they recognized that they are so much more than just their physical body and they recognized the inner light, the inner power that they had within them. Collectively, I think this would come, this would bring peace to the world because we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to try to compete anymore. We wouldn't need to try to prove our worth every single day of our lives, we wouldn't need to, I don't know, we just just wouldn't need to try so hard. And I think, you know, if I look back on my going way, way back now to like my childhood, you're constantly like as a kid, you're constantly trying to compete with the other kids on the playground. And, you know, it's like this whole idea of like survival of the fittest and, you know, all of these kind of like primal things. If we all just recognized that we are spiritual beings having a human experience versus a human being with a spirit, It would free ourselves to just kind of let go of all of the expectations, of all of the shoulds, of all of the coulds. And we would just be, I think, at bliss with ourselves because we recognize, we would just recognize how beautiful our pure light is. And that's like way woo woo, but like, It's to me, when I think about, when I, when I think about my inner being now, I just see white light, like pure, beautiful white light that has so much energy and power and potential. And it's so, it's like, it like gets me so excited because like for so many years I tried to dim That white light, I tried to dim the shine, the sparkle, whatever you want to call it that's within you. 
because again, I never felt like I was enough. I never felt like I belonged. I never felt like I was doing things correctly. And this wasn't, and the thing is like, you have to recognize that this is not your doing. And so this is what was coming up. This is what has been coming up for me in therapy recently is like, because kids are so like sponges and they absorb everything before kids are even conscious, even aware of these higher levels of consciousness, like Stephanie said, they're already so messed up and we have to recognize like that is not our doing. We have to forgive ourselves to free ourselves. And I just think about if everybody just knew how powerful their inner light was, we would just have peace because we wouldn't need to compete. We wouldn't need to try to prove our worth. I don't know. That's my thoughts on this. Our body is just not designed that way, right? To to get to this kind of place. But I don't know. Sometimes I just like to ask myself those questions and really geek out on like, you know, what way could this go? <laughs> and I think it's it's so beautiful and it ties back to also what we talked about earlier. What you mentioned, Tyler, was like at some point when you start to face yourself, you can take and you start to take responsibility for where you are in your life. And that you get to make the decisions that you can change that, you know, at any point. It's not conditional that this does not mean that the things that have happened in your past are on you. You know, is that making sense? You may have called in some kind of experience to learn certain lessons, but then you were not your your caretakers or your teachers who actually you know put those not so empowering beliefs in you you know they didn't they were the ones saying the words if that's making sense right so you don't have to say you don't have to stand there at any point in your life and say like oh look what I've done to myself kind of right you just have to take the responsibility from that moment onwards as you are aware to say okay, and now I make the decisions and now I will be in charge of my life and I will lead and I will decide, um, but not feel guilty for the things that happened in your past. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of freedom when we make that choice to kind of break free and start to kind of live our own lives because when we really think about like our social conditioning our you know ancestral beliefs generational trauma like I'm not even going to open the can of worms I'm just going to mention these words and you know we'll leave it at that but when we think about you know, ancestral beliefs that have trickled down from generation to generation. And we think about generational trauma that has, you know, trickled down to who we are. The most, I think the most, the greatest gift that you could give yourself is to detach from, you know, that family tree and what and what what i mean by this is not that you have to like denounce your family and like not speak to them or you know cut yourself off from them but recognize that just because it was like that for your parents or your grandparents or your great great grandparents doesn't mean it has to be right for you and i think i've been thinking a lot recently about my money mindset and looking at the generational beliefs around money. Wow. Fascinating topic. We'll save that for another day. But this was something that I personally, I had to like recognize these are ancestral beliefs. These have trickled down in my family for generation to generation. And now they've come to me. And again, coming back to the power of choice, 
I can choose whether or not I want to accept those beliefs as my own or create new money beliefs that I get to live out and carry on. That is power. That is freedom. That is the key that everybody is looking for, for long-term happiness and success. It is the fact that every day we get to make a choice on how we show up, on what we believe, on what we value, on how we act in this world. It's a choice that we have to make every single day. It's not a one and done. It is an everyday commitment to yourself to change the family legacy and the family narrative. And it's so empowering when you make that choice. That's it. That's it. I think I think we can leave it there. But one thing that I want to close us out with is just an invitation for mm. everyone to actually reflect on this. Like, what are the choices that you're making? What are the the choices that you're making in your life, on how you live your life, on the beliefs that you have, on just the choices that you're making to really take time to reflect on that so what choices are you making whether it's daily monthly yearly you know that you've decided that this is how life just is like what are those choices what are the choices can i can i add on one please do that one (laughs) when you think about those choices ask yourself do they align with who I actually want to be, Mm. you know? And that's a very hard question to answer sometimes, especially if you don't know who you want to be, but, you know, ask yourself and then let your intuition tell you the answer because you have to trust in yourself in order for this kind of exercise to work. So I'm going to end it with that unless Stephanie wants to add in any other questions to throw to the audience before Just we one wrap piece up. of wisdom now that you mentioned it that all the answers that you ever need in your entire life now until the day that you are no longer here humanly you already have them within you this beautiful white light that we're speaking of tyler right it has all the answers and this is where this trust the process amanda where's your mark okay. <laughs> Where this trust the process comes in that we have to trust. It's not logical. It's not like something that you can buy or get somewhere, or read the book. It's inside of you. And, and that's all you ever need. That's it. Thank you all so much for listening. We are so grateful to have you here. Um, we would love to know your thoughts. So please feel free to leave comments. Tag us on Instagram, social media, all of that good stuff. And we will see you next time for another Come As You Are conversation. Bye. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Bye. Every conversation we need, like, let it go. Oh my God, we really need to have a, I know it will come, but like this conversation on money, like I'm so ready for that. Mm, yeah. It's such a big topic because people hate talking about money, right? Like nobody talks about it. It's not comfortable. Everyone's so comfortable with it. And yeah, so I think we can, I mean, we can do 10 on this, but let's start with one. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it comes up, I think I find, I find this so interesting, especially with, I mean, my son, he's eight, right? And so he asks questions. He's naturally curious. And so how we lose this curiosity is the first, uh, well, that's, I guess, the second point that I want to make. Why are you mentioning this now? It is, it is. But it's, and I'm sure it'll come up another time, but it is, it's really interesting because he'll, he asks people, right? Like curiosity, how much money do you make? And you know, this like conditioning, right? We're like, you don't ask people that, like, you don't ask people how much money they make. And I'm telling 
the fence on this one because I feel like that's a valid question. Like, I want to know how much money do you make? Maybe I'm considering this as a career. How much money does that career make? And Mm -hmm. that can help to make, not that that's the only factor that makes the decision on terms of a career, right? But it's part of it. It actually is part of the equation. Like, what is the lifestyle that I want to live? And if I have this career, will it be able to sustain that lifestyle? And everyone has different answers to those questions. But whenever he asks that, you can see people like around cringe. And I'm like, not only does that show like this conditioning and how we, you know, don't talk about money, first of all. Second of all, it's just a strange, you know, topic to get into. But also the fact that, you know, a lot of us turn to our kids and we say, you don't ask people that. Mm-hmm. So what belief is he making about himself, right? That, oh, you don't ask people questions. Like he doesn't like, or he realizes as a society, we don't talk to people about money. Or, you know, you buy somebody something, it's like, oh, how much was that? Or, you know, you get a gift for someone, it's like, oh, don't tell them how much we spent. Like, you know, all these, like, this is definitely a topic for another day, but I'm just saying there's so much, and especially because he's so young to see how, like, from my perspective as a coach, I can see how these things really, the meanings that kids make about things. It's not only like, we don't talk about money, but it's also like, be quiet, don't ask questions, right? Like, it just, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna pull back, I'm done. That <laughs> will be here for another two hours. <laughs> I know, it's my, my head's spinning now. My head's now experiencing what Tyler's head was experiencing earlier with like, mm. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but that question, I mean, I not necessarily tied to the whole money story but that question of how do we lose this curiosity as kids like how do we develop shame that's I think another way to ask that question epic epic (laughs) that's so good that's so so uh rich and yeah with with money oh yeah that's we need to do that one that's so good so we need to have a grandma episode and then we'll have like my son on for one (laughs) Yeah, that yes. would be, oh my phenomenal. God, this would be epic. Oh. So cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would, yeah. Yeah. He would um, have some interesting perspectives. I am sure of it. <laughs> it would be <laughs> it'll be interesting to get grandma on the on the show. <laughs> I would love to have grandma on the show actually like i'm not kidding like i really actually think this is a cool idea like generational right like it's so it's so and i mean like we can record it and see what happens and if something cool okay then we use it if not then we don't have to use it but i just think it's would be really i don't know insightful maybe like or just you know bringing the dynamics together and i think too because for some reason, I feel like this connection to your grandma. And maybe it's because like some of the things or the way you describe her, I'm like, it reminds me of my grandma. Like she was mm-hmm. that, like, if you didn't want to hear it, if you didn't want to know the truth, you did not ask her, you did not tell her because she's going to tell you how it is. Like, she's just going to tell you how it is. And I don't know, that just kind of, whenever you talk about her, I'm like, it reminds me so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She says things that are, definitely not politically correct and you know I'm like I'm like you can't say that we can do an explicit episode no problem (laughs) you know well all of our so our episodes are all explicit because we never know like like I know I've dropped like hell you know and like and damn I think or something like that like one day we can actually censorship is something that's a cool topic right um yeah i'm dealing with that actually a lot right now um censorship in in music and i know it's very different like states like united states and then europe and asia like they all have their own kind of idea of what needs to be censored and what not needs to be censored and I don't know. I just, and what kind of sources also need to censor and what kind of sources do not. I know, for example, Spotify, they have the explicit thing, right? And then YouTube, 
I don't know. I, I feel like this is such a such an interesting topic. Um, I, just I hope we're writing this down. Not that we <laughs> lack inspiration, but like, I love these ideas. I don't want to forget them. It's amazing. It's amazing how much how much we're controlled <sighs> by like by like the government and like people in power to me i've always been fascinated by that topic by <clears throat> you know we elect well in in most countries we elect officials you know into office and then they set rules for us you know and they set laws and they tell us what we can and cannot do and how to act and how to follow and i mean and i and i and i totally think we definitely need laws you know we if we were a lawless world i mean that would just be pure chaos and and crazy but it's getting to the point now where to me at least what's happening in the states they're just personally attacking different different people you know and i'm speaking from somebody who's part of the lgbtq plus community that our community is just getting completely trampled right now and it is just a distraction i mean at the end of yeah. the day these people are not doing that because they necessarily care or or whatever right they just want their political platform to grow and it's just pure ego and this is why oh my gosh like i'm gonna friend i'm trying very hard not to <laughs> where i've i've said a long time ago like i'm not like dealing with politics sorry but i just my time is way too precious for this because all you see up there doesn't matter if it's like a democratic democratic uh, country like germany or if you want to call the united states democratic go ahead <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe from the political structures it is but there this is like blown up egos speaking into microphones people who have no business making any kind of decisions because they've never lived a day in their life because they're mm -hmm. so drawn by the three things right like money sex and power and they're so on the conveyor belt they're so yeah governed by their, themselves governed by what what they think needs to get done or i don't know however they they like built their bullshit lives honestly it just gets me really like i'm getting so aggravated by this so that's a good topic i mean who doesn't love to we need it we need we need a we need an uh, like a like a like an after dark episode you know where it's like it's like this is totally not appropriate for you know not suited for work you know <laughs> listen to it with the lights off in your bedroom you know because we could go there absolutely i i'm again stephanie we're very kindred spirits in that sense of politics and power and you know why you know how do these people get elected and then they think they they think they have the power to tell me how to live my life you know it's not their life it's my life and you know it's it, it's not who they love it's who i love or it's not what they want to do with their body it's what i want to do with my body you know all of these kind of things and it's just so disgusting i think at times to see to just see like the censorship the ridiculous laws and and regulations and things that are just coming because it's like oh well we don't believe in that i don't believe in that so that means you can't believe in it either or you can't no that's not independence this is why i'm so this is why to me independence and individuality is so important to me because like i govern myself I govern my thoughts, I govern my body, I govern, you know, what I do or don't do. And it doesn't mean that I don't want to play by society's rules. It just means that 
I think as individuals, we need more autonomy to act and live how we choose to live. Anyway, we'll I, not, I, 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 yeah. we'll I, not I, go down that rabbit no, hole. No, because I, 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 I can't do politics conversations. I'm, uh, I'm going to a birthday lunch, so... <laughs> Well, enjoy your birthday lunch. This is a great way to like rent <laughs> out and then go enjoy the lunch. I went to. I also went to. This was like such a you know conversation breaker of like I oh da 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 and I can't do politics and I'm gonna go to lunch now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I I want to share a fun fact. I don't know if you guys have heard about Berlin today or yesterday. But we we were under sort of like special circumstances for the last 48 hours because supposedly there was a lioness loose in the city. <laughs> so like an actual, you know, female lion who who was loose. It was, you need to Google that. It's so funny. And now after 48 hours, they have decided that it's it might have just been a wild boar. And we don't have to worry about it anymore. And the reason I'm saying is like, I'm living very close to the area that they actually like locked off because, you know, they, they said like people don't go outside and like kindergartens, like the kids wouldn't go outside and like farm, farmers markets were closed and everything. Wow. And now that they couldn't find it. And also the, the dogs that they used to, to find the like, to, to find them, like, they didn't pick up anything. So now they're like, okay, it must have just been a wild boar. But there was this really weird video where it seems like it's like this gigantic animal. And so anyway, I thought I, I'd leave you with a little joke today. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, we had a, um, I want to say a lion or maybe a tiger escaped like the Dallas Zoo one time mm. and was like roaming the streets. And I was like, could you imagine you're just casually like out driving and you see like a tiger just, you know, like, like walking the streets. And like the thing, the thing with like zoo animals is that they've, they're so like domesticated, you know, that like, they're more afraid of like the humans than you know the humans are of them and it's just very interesting because I, I just couldn't imagine like driving down the street and being like oh my god is that a tiger like walking free you know and I mean as long as you're in your car I guess you're sort of safe but when you're like a pedestrian you know and you're maybe walking your dog and then the tiger goes like hmm that looks like lunch <laughs> that looks like lunch Anyway, okay, well, this was fun. Now it's lunch for Tyler. Enjoy your birthday yeah. lunch and the rest yeah. of your day. Well, we're doing three days all weekend of celebration. So three days, three decades. That's like the theme of the weekend. So I love that. Yeah. Well, right. enjoy every moment of it. Yeah. We'll see both back here, same time, same place next week. Next Friday. Yes, we are. Enjoy. Have lots of fun. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Come As You Are, the podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Kaya the Podcast and on YouTube and Facebook by searching Kaya the Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please help us keep the conversation going by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And be sure to join us next time for another deep conversation.